Support for Silicon Slopes comes from Harmon's Neighborhood Grocer, where food lovers can take cooking classes to learn knife handling, wine pairing, sushi rolling, and fresh pasta preparation. Locations can be found at harmonsgrocery.com. Harmon's, your food, our passion. Welcome to the This is the Place podcast, a Silicon Slopes production. I'm Meg Walter in studio with Chris Rall. Meg, good day to you. How are you? I am excellent. I want to talk about kite flying because I know that that's what your weekend held. It is indeed. I flew kite with my kids this weekend. Is that an Easter tradition? No, it was a new thing for us. I hadn't flown a kite in probably 10 years and it's fun. (laughs) You're going to do kite flying again. Yeah, it's fun and it's also terrifying letting a three-year-old hold the kite string because she doesn't understand that if she lets go, I have to chase it. Did you have to chase down My kites? dad had to chase down a couple of kites. Wow. Yeah. He must have loved that. So it's kind of an exhilarating game of will the three-year-old <laughs> hold on to the kite string or not. Did you bring your dad just to get back at him and make him chase kites around? Yes, absolutely. What did you do this weekend? I golfed a lot. Where'd you golf? I golfed in Spanish Fork and in Provo. What's the wait? Where'd you golf in Provo? At East Bay Golf Course. Oh, what's the what's your favorite course in Utah? Well, Victory Ranch is my favorite course that I played, but it's in Park City and yeah. it's kind of exclusive, and they don't let me play it except for my buddy worked there. Oh. They usually don't let people like me on. <laughs> meaning. <laughs> meaning anybody <laughs> south of like eight million dollars in net worth. Yeah, is it like a club? Do yeah. You have to be part of. Yeah, okay. it's a country club. Okay. But I did. Contrary to popular belief, I can wear kind of nice things at some point, but really? only, but only if it is getting me onto a country club. I get that. The rest of the time, I just kind of am white trash. That's the only reason I wear nice things is to get onto a country club. <laughs> I noticed that today. I was going to ask you where you're playing later today. <laughs> playing golf later. You're just like a like a modern working housewife. Is that what your look is? What is um, it? I was thinking more like the pink ladies from Greece. Mm, I don't know that reference. I kind of like it. It's pretty cool though. Thanks. Tell me about the latest tech news. Well, we have some new offices popping up. Whoa. Yeah. Tech's kind of exploding, Meg. I don't know if you've heard this. <laughs> no, I haven't heard. Do you, you want me to talk about it? Do no. you want me to explain what's Oh, my happening? gosh. I will murder you. <laughs> Do you want me to talk a little bit about how tech's <laughs> exploding me, in Utah? Tell me how this industry is growing. I haven't heard it eight million times. Meg, have you heard that Utah is really, it's like <laughs> a blossoming rose? <laughs> is it like the best kept secret in the country? <laughs> Uh, a lot of people think it's a well-kept secret, but cat's kind of out of the bag here. Oh, no. So based upon this tech explosion that we're joking about, a lot of people are building new offices. You know why? Because their companies are growing, and that is causing the tech explosion in Utah. So two of those are Instructure and Jones-Waldo. Jones-Waldo, I guess, is a law firm, but they deal with a ton of tech clients. Mm-hmm. Both of those companies opened up new offices. Jones-Waldo opened one in the Merit CX building in Lehigh. Oh, cool. So now they have offices, I think, in like five locations in Utah. And Instructure opened a new office in Pleasant Grove right off the freeway. Pleasant Grove, a new tech hotbed. Did you know that? I did not know that Instructure was in Pleasant Grove. We talked about Garden City a while ago, and now Pleasant Grove's throwing their hat into the ring PG, for the, man. For the most unlikely tech hotbed in Utah. What was PG's mascot? Was it the Vikings? PG Vikings. Was that yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of strange mascots, though. Instruction opens their building, which should be able to have like 400 employees in it. Yeah. They bring their mascot panda out. 
Have you ever seen their panda? They have. Wait. It's not an actual I'm panda. Sorry. It's a Can person. Can we back in, up? Yeah. Instructure has a mascot? Okay, this is what I wanted to talk about. Instructure has a mascot. It's a panda. Why? Nobody knows, but it's really cool because anytime they do things, the panda comes out and everybody gets really excited. So, for example, Instructure. Wait, wait, wait. Like, just like a day at work. And you like hit send on an email and the panda comes out. It's like, you're hit send on an oh, email. Uh, absolutely. That's exactly what happens. I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I've browsed instructors. Close. I got to go work for instructor now. I've browsed instructor's offices and I know what the panda can do. So a couple years ago, instructor goes public. So yeah. they go out to the New York Stock Exchange. They're invited to ring the bell. They bring the panda along. The panda's the bell ringer. Stuff like that. So now they open a new office. The panda's up there like snipping the ribbon and stuff. That that's feels, cool. That feels super Japanese. Uh, what? Doesn't that <laughs> that's feel, not what I was expecting. Doesn't that feel like something like you'd see on Japanese TV? Oh, yes. That is true. And you'd be like, there's a panda there. Why is there a panda there? Nobody knows. But there's also like 18 other just bizarre things happening in the frame. They, so we're just going to go yeah, with it. There is a lot of pandas. I don't know what the story is on that. I do know that the panda as a mascot is a fantastic idea. And it brings me to the point that I want to make, which is why don't... All companies just randomly create their own mascot. Everybody loves it. What's ours? That's what I wanted to discuss. Hmm. It's probably just like a sad guy. <laughs> it's a sad guy who walks in the office and every time you send an email, he's like, uh, you feel pretty good, but there's 10 more that just came in the time it took you to send that. <laughs> he's just constantly saying. And then he like gives you like a really sad sorry, shoulder squeeze. Sorry for the slow reply. <laughs> That's his tagline. <laughs> Apologies for the delayed response. It's just a really sad guy that wanders around and like drowns us in his sorrow. In a hoodie. <laughs> in a hoodie. And earbuds. <laughs> this is a pretty good mascot. Imagine when we opened our office and the governor was there. There was just a sad guy in a hoodie and he wouldn't shake anybody's hands because it would make him happy. <laughs> he just wanted only the things that would bring him down. He was just drinking a Red Bull in the corner. He's like, so I had a late night last night. <laughs> Up working late on the code. <laughs> That's a good mascot. We love what we do. Here's the thing, though. With the panda, Yeah. honestly, everybody thinks it's cool and it's very exciting when it's around. And it's like a great source of jokes and joy. So why don't all companies have a mascot? Who's in the panda and is it their full-time job? I can't remember who this was. Somebody was telling me they know who the panda is, but they wouldn't reveal it. It's like a huge secret. Is the panda always on hand? I think... They pay them is, a large sum of money to never take off the panda suit. getting benefit? Uh, no. I don't know. I think they treat... Yes, I think they do. I, I'm going to say that they do. So... He, I think the panda's full-time. Here's what I'm thinking. This is a new sector of the tech industry I was unaware of. And I feel like we can get a lot more people into the tech industry in the form of mascots. That's what I'm saying. It is a perfect opportunity for more job growth. We talk all the time about getting more people involved, more kinds of people. And now we have this opportunity to let anybody be a mascot. How, you don't have to know how to code. You don't have to know anything. You have to be able to fit inside of a stuffed suit. And be like relatively fun. And have like kind of cool dance moves, but not really good ones. Here's my call to action. I want every tech company in the state of Utah to create a mascot and employ someone full time Yes. With salary and benefits to be that mascot. Finally. Finally, we're getting to the issues that we want to talk about, Meg. Everybody knows that I'm the decider around here, and I have declared that it is now required. I think we should approach GoEd and try to get, like, a tax incentive program for 
companies to onboard mascots. I'm going to be honest, that sounds like a lot of work. I think they would be. Maybe we'll send our sad guy mascot to lobby on our behalf. There it is. Sad people are great lobbyists. That's why he's so sad, because we make him do all the like paperwork. Yeah, it's because he's lobbying and he has no soul. Yeah, exactly. Well, good for instructor. Good for instructor, and, and, and I like Meg's call to action. Yeah, so let's, uh, I'm going I'm to follow up on that next week. If one of us isn't here next week on the podcast, it's because we've accepted a full-time mascot position elsewhere, Can which I imagine? think you would do in a heartbeat, and I know I would do in How a heartbeat. How great that job would be? Oh. Maybe a little sweaty, but... Oh, who cares? Other than that. You'd feel so cool. Everyone would love you. Well, are you saying people don't already love me? Yeah, I don't think people like us in general. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I include us as a pair, so we're both bearing the brunt of everyone's shame. We had a startup conversation. Yeah, I wasn't there, uh, so I'd like to hear a little bit about it. Where were you, Chris? I was working hard. I was hard at work, as some would say. Were you golfing? No, I was hard at work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I was hard at work. I can't can't stress that enough. Uh, I'm a working man. I'm paid full-time. So we, uh, it was at the salt mine. Oh, it sounds like you were there. I was there, as a matter of fact. And the Quigleys, Nate and Vanessa, were there, and Brandon Tidwell, and it was full. We had 400 people register. Wow, that's very good. Packed house. It was packed. We say that about all of them, but it was packed. Um, Yeah, wait, before you continue, why do we always say it's a packed house on our social media? I don't know. I saw it once, and now I'm like the social media person. I was like, I guess this is what we say. (laughs) You're the culprit? Yeah. Why is that our new slogan? Chris, I don't know the answer to any of these questions. I think we... I think we should just come up with a list of synonyms and you'll switch them in and out. Because as we all know, our events are so popular that they're obviously always going to be packed. We're busting at the seams here. Ah, busting at the seams. That's a good one. We're exploding with people. Ah, exploding good. We've hit critical mass. See, this is great. The fire marshal's going to come in any minute and shut this thing down. Even better, cheesy jokes. No one can breathe. (laughs) Keep going. There are too many people. (laughs) Get me out of here. It's so hot. I feel like the next one's just going to be like, people have died at I'm this dead. event. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am I'm so I'm sorry that I got you to come. from the afterlife. <laughs> but it was worth it. <laughs> but it was a great startup conversation. Um, Any bits of information you gleaned from the Quigleys that you'd care to share? Uh, I'm a big... I think we're both in the same boat on this one, too. I'm a big fan of the Quigleys. Oh, yeah. And Brian and Tidwell. All great. All great individuals. They talked a lot about how necessary it was to hire women at chat books because their customer is women and Nate bless his heart was unable to communicate with their customer the same way Vanessa was so Vanessa came on a pretty freaking big Nate role. can't even communicate freaking Nate and they should just put him in a mascot suit he'd do a lot more yeah Nate get a mascot no he um, should be the mascot Nate be the mascot and then they've hired I, their workforce is like 70% women now not to spoil anything but in the upcoming issue of Silicon Slopes magazine, Meg has actually written a story about women in the workforce, and a large part of that story is talking with chatbooks about that very subject. So stay tuned oh, on that yes front. Yes, it is. Oh, baby. That's a teaser if ever there was one. I don't swear often, but... I don't I'm swear often, but... <laughs> I thought you were going to say the F word. <laughs> I was so freaked out. Oh, no, we are listed as clean on iTunes. <laughs> I don't have any tech talk no-nos this week. I just have a wee bit of tech gossip. Let's gossip. So there's a bit of a of a geek off between two high profile <laughs> tech executives. Okay. Can you imagine if this was like a cage match, would there ever be a more boring cage match than one between Tim Cook and Mark Zuckerberg? And also who do you think would win? Oh. <laughs> well, 
I'm trying to think of what the first attack method would be. It seems like it would be something. One of them would probably start by throwing a shoe. I think that there'd be a lot of like poking. And then I think one of them would be like asking their phone to try to attack the other person. Yeah, and there'd probably be like some glasses removing. Which little do we know, probably they have created phones that can attack people. They just haven't released them to market. So their phones would indeed attack. Right. Or it would create a hologram that would attack the person or something along those lines. Yeah. Who do you think would win? I would pick Tim Cook because I'm not the biggest Mark Zuckerberg fan. Maybe that's just my personal wish, I guess. Oh, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, did you see The Social Network? No. Totally true. I'm sure there's no fiction. In Never movie. fiction in any movies adapted not from real Not a great guy, life. but I do feel like Mark Zuckerberg is scrappy. And for that reason, I think he might win. I just don't like the term scrappy, so I'm going to vote against Mark Zuckerberg for the second time. So they're not actually in a physical fight, but they are like... They're in a verbal fight. Throwing shade on the old interwebs. Mm. So I'm going to read what uh, Tim Cook said. He said, tech firms are beyond self-regulation. When asked what he would do if he was in Zuckerberg's position, you know, regarding like Cambridge Analytica, fake yes. news, etc. Cook said, I wouldn't be in this situation. What? <laughs> hey, oh. my job. Somebody had a little bit more foresight than Zuckerberg. The CEO has long held that an advertising model in which companies use data around users to sell to brands is not what Apple wants to become. So Mark's not like happy that you old Tim Cook's thrown shade. So hold on. Before we continue, this seems like a pretty big pylon from Tim Cook just because Facebook is the easiest target right now well facebook is, everybody is, on earth is, is just the worst dumping on them well that's because they're the worst that's because they are the worst correct no it's well deserved i'm just saying like if tim cook really wanted to show some sort of foresight he should have said these things earlier right nobody cares oh, about well it. that's always the case nobody right? cares about that now i don't that's, that's i don't like, want to uh, everyone's like that oh yeah i knew harvey weinstein was a bad guy it's like well thanks okay but here's my problem with it is he's like trying to paint himself as a visionary by saying stuff like that oh apple would never do that because we had the foresight necessary to do this no that's not true of course but you know and now you're saying after the fact he's an opportunist He's an opportunist. He's going to lose. He's probably going to lose in the fight. Okay, so here's what Zuck said in response. You know, I find that argument if you're not paying that somehow we can't care about you to be extremely glib and not at glib. all glib. Good. I mean, these are fighting words. Good. And not at all aligned with the truth. The reality here is that you want to build a service that helps connect everyone in the world. Then there are a lot of people who can't afford to pay, and therefore, as with a lot of media. Having an advertising-supported model is the only rational model that can support building that service to reach people. I love that he's positioning himself as head of the UN. Like, we just want to connect the world. Bring the globe together. (laughs) When really I get on Facebook and it's like my Aunt Sally posting from like www.baldeagle forward slash Republican forward slash... This, Trump. Is, this is a great website for the record. I've been there. He goes on to say, that doesn't mean we're not primarily focused on serving people. I think probably to the dissatisfaction of our sales team here, I make all of our decisions based on what's going to matter to our community and focus much less on the advertising side of the business. Barf. Barf is correct. Barf. I, I feel like I barfed out glib 10 times in a row. <laughs> the sales team hates me because I care so much about our users. This doesn't mean we're not primarily <laughs> focused on serving people. We just love people. Oh, that Tim Cook, he's I'm really not, gotten under my I'm skin. I'm not making billions of dollars. Okay, here's my quick advice for people who are CEOs of successful companies. The world 
is not going to be angry with you if you're like, look, I built this company because I wanted to make money and it made money and I'm happy that I did that. And then like maybe we tried to help out some, some people, but the initial basis was I wanted to build this successful platform that I could make money through. Nobody's going to judge you for that. I personally will never judge anybody who's like, hey, I wanted to try to make money, so I did this thing. As yeah. long as you're not trying to murder somebody, right. go for it. Go right. do it. For some reason, somewhere along the line, this has become either like not acceptable or just an unspoken agreement where tech people have to say, oh, we're just serving people this and this and this. And no, you're not. You're just you're not, not doing that. serving people. Facebook, Facebook has literally made the world like a way worse place. It's Facebook's... encouraged all of our worst tendencies and put them in the open. It started by Mark Zuckerberg raiding the hotness of girls at Harvard. Correct. This is not an altruistic platform. No. This is... Which, again, if you have the backstory of Facebook and you just come out and say, look, we were trying to make money and it got bigger than we thought and we made a lot of money, I'm going to be... 90% less angry than I currently am because I'm just like, eh, it was people who wanted to make money and they did some greasy things. Okay, that's the story of a lot of people yeah. on earth. Yeah, Whereas that's when, literally capitalism. Yeah, that's capitalism. But when you're going the other route and you have your backstory and you're saying, no, 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 we were like, we were trying to create this benevolent thing that would just help out people. No, you weren't. It's okay. We're you weren't doing world. that. You just made the world the worst place. That's, that's what it is. We're bringing world peace to the people. I'm very angry about that. Do you want to hear his last response? Oh, no. There's more? Yeah. He said, but if you want to build a service which is not just serving rich people, then you need to have something that people can afford. I thought Jeff Bezos had an excellent saying on this in one of his Kindle launches a number of years back. He said, there are companies that work hard to charge you more, and there are companies that work hard to charge you less. And at Facebook, we are squarely in the camp of the companies that work hard to charge you less and provide a free service that everyone can use. I don't think at all that means we don't care about people. To the contrary, I think it's important that we don't get all Stockholm Syndrome and let the companies that work hard to charge you more convince you that they actually care more about you. Because that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't think any company cares about me. <laughs> I couldn't be further away from that mindset. I know for a fact every company on earth hates me as an individual and a, as a consumer. They're all screw me. Exactly. And that's I fine. I know that my iPhone is going to start crapping out as soon as a new model is released. I'm aware of that. Correct. I'm aware that Facebook is meant to learn everything it can about me. And then sell that data to other people. And then people. sell that data to other people, which is part of why I don't really use Facebook. I just hate this, like, we are here to help the small, poor people. I like the idea that we have Stockholm Syndrome to other companies that aren't Facebook because we pay them more money. Yeah. Like Spotify, we're paying $10 a month and we're just like, Spotify cares so much about me. They took $120 <laughs> this year. Facebook doesn't even care. I paid $0. If I need help moving, I can call Spotify and they'll be there. Imagine if you, based upon the amount of money you gave to an individual or a business, that's how much you envision they care about you. That's the weirdest idea. I just, I just hate that Mark seems to look at people as like completely brainless and incapable of comprehending <laughs> their own decisions. Does that make sense? Like yes. he thinks that I have Stockholm syndrome because I own a MacBook when really I like my MacBook. It's easy to use. Oh. I have no delusions that Tim Cook cares about me as a consumer. Tim Cook? Wait, what? Tim Cook doesn't care about us? I do have a MacBook. Oh my gosh, let's burn them. <laughs> anyway. I, I think I realized I didn't pay money for this MacBook, and so maybe that's why there's like some disconnect with me thinking about Apple caring for me. If I had paid more money, I, I mean, would think Apple cares. Even my iPhone, I paid for it. Do you think Apple cares? No, and I know that it's going to die eventually because they like planned for it to die. Whoa, it's getting so morbid. Yeah. 
I still use it. I still like it. I'm not beholden to Apple because I own their products. Correct. Anyway. All things must die, Meg. These two it's... billionaires you're fighting on the internet. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a pretty good line. That's basically the state of the world moving forward. Oh, my gosh. Everything's awful. I mean, everyone's fighting on the internet, but we only pay attention to billionaires. Everyone else is just in the comment section of the billionaire fight. Oh, I got sucked into a comment section the other day, and I was... You were in a comment section war? No, I was just reading the war, and okay. it was still dark. And I think that's why I hate Facebook so much, is because that's all comment section. Yeah, once you get sucked into comment section wars, you never come out. Yeah. It's like getting an arm amputated the first time you go in. You literally can't get that arm back. Once you start commenting, you're never, ever in your whole life getting out of it. You're going to be arguing with 90-year-old people who just learned how to use a computer two days ago for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or Russian robots. And that's what Facebook is now. Yeah, I haven't used Facebook in a long time. So I personally was a little bit of a visionary on this and kind of dumped Facebook years and years ago. Part of my job is on Facebook, but other than that. (laughs) Dump it. I don't care. Really? Dump it and become our mascot. (laughs) All right, let's talk about Weird Utah News. Yeah, that made me angry. I want to talk about things that make me happy. It's angry. Isn't it dumb? It's angering, which isn't even a word. Also, like, I feel like they think they rule the world. And I guess, like... I think they do, actually. Yeah, I know. I just hate that they are so aware of that. You hate that they're just douches. It makes me feel powerless as a consumer. That's just because you have Stockholm Syndrome. You think so? <laughs> I think so. Somebody had a flip phone. A really smart guy said that one time. I can't really remember who. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me what's going on in Utah. <laughs> so, Meg, I just moved. Literally this last week I moved. You did? Yeah. Where'd you go? Well, I stayed in the same place. I just live in a different place now. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Kind of a vague twist on things. Anyway, moving has gotten me thinking about places that I can move because that's just kind of what you do when you're moving. Seems logical, right? Yeah. So there's this guy whose name is Blake Christian. Okay. And he has an idea that I think is pretty rad. He's thinking about housing in Park City. Oh, tons of people want to go to Park City. They want to either live there or stay there for a set amount of time because it's this great location that everybody loves. Right. So how can we maximize housing within this area? Guess what his idea is? Tell me. Taking shipping containers and turning them into homes, like alternate trailers. High-class trailers. So there's the negative connotation that comes with living inside of a trailer, right? Yeah. Shipping container does not carry that. Okay, but... Shipping container living would be rad. And I mean that. But where do you go to that? Wherever you want. On the floor. It doesn't even matter. You're in a shipping container. Is there electricity? (laughs) Is there running water? There's everything. Can you fit a TV? There's everything. Can you fit a bed? I've seen pictures of the inside. You can do anything you want. Can you fit a desk? You could fit 30 beds. You could fit 20 desks. You could fit 10 treadmills. You can fit all these things. Where do you eat? You could eat wherever you want, off the floor. Ew, where you just went to the bathroom? <laughs> Correct. I think the conditions are so sanitary inside, you can just mingle your filth with your food and it doesn't even matter. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's not ideal. That part isn't ideal. But living in a shipping container, kind of a cool idea. How big is a shipping container? Well, I'll tell you here in a second. They're 45 feet long. Okay. Wait, that seems, no, that seems too small. No, I don't. No, I don't like it. That's pretty small. <laughs> That's incredibly small. I was way into this idea until I actually found out the footage. So I'm 5'6". Mm. I saw pictures of the inside and it looked really roomy though. How tall is it? Probably 5'10". No, it looks like a normal size. 5'10"? No, I'm joking. Oh. It looks like a normal size. I'm looking at the pictures right now. There's like bunk beds inside of it. There's this long hallway. There's a nice couch area and a TV. There's a fridge. There's all sorts of stuff. You're in Park City coming to stay for a while. You're not there to live in a ritzy house unless you have millions of dollars. If you're just some person who's there to snowboard or ski or hang out for Sundance Film Festival, 
You just need a place to stay. Oh, so it's like rentals. Well, I think he is not sure if he wants to sell them or rent them. Okay. It's kind of a work in progress. Sounds like it. But I think it's kind of an intriguing idea. I feel like he needs a business model. I want a shipping container to live in is what I'm getting at. Do you think Silicon Do you know what would he really it? needs? A mascot before <laughs> anything else. I will dress up like a shipping container and walk around the streets of Park City and try to get rich people to buy me. Well, to buy the real version of me, I will be if a smaller If I know version. anything about rich people shopping in Park City, they'll buy anything. Have you been in those stores up there? Um, no. There they don't let me. some weird crap. When I dress up like the mascot, they don't let me inside the stores. I have to stay on the <laughs> That's streets. That's probably weird. Uh, probably good. But like all the stuff in the Park City stores on Main Street is like cowboy, rich cowboy chic. It's for cowboys? Yeah. It's all like Western. What? There's a lot of like a lot of cowhide and like rhinestones. And uh, these are exactly the kind of people who would live in a shipping container. They're minimalist. Here's the thing about Park City. It's not actual Utahns who live there. Right? Correct. It's people who've moved to Utah from other places Correct. and they want like the caricature of Utah. Oh, hillbillies? Which is, well, I don't know if it's hillbilly or like cattle ranch. <laughs> Just yeah. coming up from Mona. Just going to listen to some country music. I, I love the idea of rich people flocking into Utah to like our most prestigious location and then trying to dress like some backwoods billy goat from Mona, Utah. <laughs> but with also like diamonds. <laughs> yeah, but, but there's diamonds on the belt. Yeah. And the rest of it, you could find at DI for like 30 cents. Anyway, give shipping containers a try, I think. Okay, cool. Will uh, do. Don't judge me if I live in one of these in the next year or so. Chris, the judgment I pass on you is so great already that really there's nothing I can ask. What's one more drop What's into the bucket? One... <laughs> What's one more questionable life What's decision? What's one more make? decision that everybody's judging me for? All right, tell me what else is going on. Yeah, let's go on to our next one. So... There was a bill recently passed by Utah's legislation. Mm-hmm. Legislature. It. Legislature. Right. Sorry. Legislation is like the actual paper. Correct. I said that wrong. That's why you're here to correct me on. English major. Add a girl. They passed this bill. Governor Herbert signs it. Yeah. It's about UTA, Utah Transit Authority. Okay. And part of the bill is talking about UTA wants to change its name. To? They don't know yet. But I'm assuming they it's- don't, Wait, they don't know when they want to change their name. Okay, listen. You got to listen oh to the gosh. story. They want to change their name because they're displeased with UTA for reasons unknown. I assume it's because everybody is angry about transportation all the time. And so whenever you see UTA, there's just this negative vibe that comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And a couple swear words. And a couple swear words. So they're sitting there thinking, oh, if we change our name, then maybe people won't have that same feeling. They'll see this other name. They'll feel great. They'll get on a train, drive to Salt Lake. Bam. Again, great experience all around. Consumers are not idiots. Consumers are freaking idiots is what we're saying. <laughs> Everybody who's ever consumed anything is a moron. They may not have a name, but do they know their mascot yet? Uh, The mascot is one guy dressed as a rail and another guy dressed as a rail. And then they have to hold a guy who's the other rail between them and it's a railroad. (laughs) I was thinking it'd be like a train conductor. With like the Ooh, hat I like that. and like the suspenders, and like all aboard. <laughs> Are you just describing the Park City dressing again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Park City cowboy rich. Everybody, come aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm fascinated by Park City. The more you talk, about you should go. You should just go shopping in Park City. I've it's been there so like weird. I've been there like 50 times. Never seen any cattle ranchers or no. train conductors. That's no. what I'm confused about. <laughs> There's no. We're not Texas. This picture that you're painting is like Main Street is train tracks, and there's a train driving on it filled with conductors. They're all trying to direct the train where to go. And then there's like a shootout over on the side. (laughs) No passengers on the train. All conductors. 50 conductors (laughs) vying for power. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. So 
Anyway, Utah Transit Authority wants to change their name. Okay. That's okay. fine. I understand where they're coming from. All Here's right. the part that's a little bit of a drag. Okay. Okay. What is your guess on an estimated cost to change the Utah Transit Authority's name? I mean, to Get- file with the state. Like a new LLC so you gotta, or whatever. you got to file stuff, and then all of their old branding, you're going to have to replace with new branding, obviously, right? Okay, so you're probably looking at a few thousand more. I don't know. Give me a guess. 50,000. Okay, that seems reasonable. I would have guessed probably somewhere in the same ballpark, right? Yeah. And wrong. $50 million. What? An astounding total. <laughs> Why? Because they've got to, like, repaint the names on the front runner. Here's the best part. The sponsor of the bill says, his name is Wayne Harper. Sponsor of the bill. This is a quote from the KSL article. Everyone's focusing on about eight words, one line out of about 6,000 lines, and that's not the focus of the bill. Focus is to move us forward. Chance for a new day, and that's why it was included in the bill. He's calling the new name Yeah. this, right? Which, okay, let's say the word is 6,000 words. I don't know. I haven't read it. I guarantee no one's read it because yeah. who cares? Yeah. If the eight words are saying that it costs $50 million <laughs> to change the name, that's the bill. <laughs> I can't like stress saying, that enough. I wrote a novel, and there's that one line where I mentioned killing children, and that's all anyone's focusing on. Everybody talks about how I've tried to kill children, but I wrote 6,000 <laughs> words about the, the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the breakdown of stuff is so funny. Okay? I need to break down some of the costs because I was, like, fascinated by this. Okay. Over $12 million to change signs at rail and bus stops. Just that. And that doesn't include labor. What? I think they're buying diamond-encrusted signs what from Park City. What are they City, buying? Personally. Yeah. Now that we know more about With, that. With, like, cowhide backdrop. $8 million to rewrap the exteriors of buses, tracks, and front-runner trains. Aren't there, like, 10 of those? What am I missing? Yeah. There's not that many. It's like a million dollars to rewrap a bus. I will paint it for 80 bucks. Where are they getting these bids? I will literally paint it for 80 bucks. <laughs> and I have a little bit of art talent. Not a lot <laughs> little bit spray paint enough (laughs) enough (laughs) enough to freaking rebrand an agency okay doesn't take a lot to do that updating fixed route buses just updating the name on fixed route buses 3.3 million that's a six grand per bus wait what six thousand dollars what are they doing just to update the name on the fixed route buses those big buses that drive around just just the exterior just the exterior meg which again i could solve for ten dollars that's my price quote right now Right, right, right Replacing uniforms for UTA employees. There's 1,800 UTA employees. Yeah. What would you guess it would cost to replace uniforms for each employee? I would say probably a couple hundred per employee. 500 bones. Okay. Which totals to... How many uniforms do they have? That's what I was thinking. Because if it's like two, like they need to find uniforms elsewhere. So they should come to Silicon Slopes where I wear a uniform every day that costs at most $4. That is accurate. (laughs) I could budget them clothing in such a good manner that it would freak people out. But it keeps on going. There's all sorts of these things that are like the craziest expenses. So the moral of the story is everybody freaked out about this because why wouldn't you? Right. And so then Governor Herbert was like, actually, let's maybe I don't know if that's the greatest idea. Maybe we should like put a pause in this. So apparently the name change is like now on pause. We don't really know where it's at. Okay. It's in limbo. It's in purgatory. I just. How do people not see this coming? Why don't they just keep UTA? Just do anything but what you're trying to Think do. Think about what $50 million could do for like for schools. Think about what $50 million could do for anything on earth. I would rather you get $50 million and throw it into the ocean and nobody uses it than to change the name with $50 million. Why don't we like make additional front runners with that money? Why don't we do anything? <sighs> now I'm bummed out. Crazy stuff, huh? Yeah. 
pretty crazy stuff. But Nick. if they get a mascot, I think $50 is probably worth it. If they were paying $50 million to recruit an agency to come up with the best mascot possible, paying top dollar for the person inside the mascot who probably has sick dance moves and all sorts of like cool things. That guy, that guy I, alone deserves $50 million I year. would be behind it. Yeah. Instead, they've gone the other way. They're paying for all the boring things that no one cares Ugh, about. Freak. Shame on you. Shame on you, legislation. <laughs> well, what was that? Were you, what, <laughs> Never mind. Were you going to say something? Nope. You're good. <laughs> Perfect grammar. Thank you. <laughs> Did you hear about this woman? She was giving massages. Wink. Oh, boy. Wink, Not another wink. one of these. Which apparently this is like a common thing. There was a big bust in St. Oh, yeah. George last year where all these massage parlors were offering a little more than massages. Yeah, I was down in St. George's Barely, and I was personally getting massages. Good for you. And I'm going to gar- stop you right and there. And it's a garbage I'm gonna scene now. I'm going to stop you right there. It's a garbage scene. Um, you can't do anything. So <laughs> undercover police officer goes in. He's, you know, he asks for more than massage, and she's like, okay, you prove you're not a policeman. And he's like, I am a policeman. You're under arrest. Uh What's funny about this is sex work is a, like a real issue and we should stop it. But she was arrested for investigation of sexual solicitation and not having a massage license. Ooh, no license? Come on. <laughs> so she was not licensed to be running a front. So call me crazy, but if I were running an illegal sex operation yeah. and I had a front, yeah. I would probably be licensed. qualified in that area. Yeah. For but, sure. Cover your bases. I mean, that's what I've done with Silicon Slopes, personally. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you always wondered why people are coming into my office late at night? Now you know. Yeah. Yes, I have wondered because I'm here late at night. $40 massages at a time, Meg. $40? Yeah, I know. You should charge more. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. She was charging $100. I'm not very good at it. I'm not licensed. <laughs> that's fair. Get your license and then you can charge more. That's true. If I do a license, I can double my price immediately. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's good. That's a good idea. All right. <laughs> Do we have any other I would love to hear. weird Utah news? I have one thing I want to bring up because it's like a really funny headline. Okay. So there's a BYU researcher. His name's Daniel Kay. He's a clinical psychologist, and he okay. did this study on insomnia and sleep and all that kind of stuff, right? The main takeaway of the study, according to this Deseret News article, this is the headline. BYU researcher, colon, insomniacs likely get more sleep than they let on. Oh. <laughs> How good of a headline is that? Why would you say that? Why does anybody care? Here's why it's so funny. It's funny on a lot of levels, but what I imagine is this guy pulling in 300 insomniacs into a room. Yeah. And it's being like, you guys get more sleep than you say. Liars. Liars. <laughs> liar, liar, liar. You slept for two hours last night. You slept for three. You said you didn't sleep a wink, but you did. Do you know what one of my biggest pet peeves is? When you just want to complain about something, and then there's someone who's like, well, you could have it worse. <laughs> it's like, I know I could have it worse, but I want to complain about this thing. And I feel like that's what this guy is doing. You think you're not getting sleep? You're getting an hour a night. Here's you're the, sleeping. What I don't get is why does it matter? No, yeah, If exactly. someone thinks they have insomnia or doesn't, I don't care. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Can't we help them? It means something on the most basic level of like, was I refreshed after sleeping last night? Yes or no. That's the only thing I care about. Yeah. If you weren't, okay, try to find something that can help solve that. If you were, great. Go and live your life. I feel like this guy's just projecting. I like that he's taking on insomniacs. A population that we haven't seen really taken on by somebody yet. Like they can fight back? They're so tired. I'm going to join him. I'm going to join him in this war against insomniacs. All right. Well, you're alone They're freaking liars. They're the same thing. Okay, but why did he say that? Name one insomniac that you've ever met that tells the truth. (laughs) Exactly. 
<laughs> Insomniacs are liars. Same thing. You got me there. <laughs> so it's based upon the idea that everybody interprets sleep in a different manner. Okay. So when I say, oh, I slept well last night or I slept for X amount of time, that's not a clinical definition. Like you can't measure me just saying that, right? Because my definition will be different from yours. Sure. So he's saying from a clinical perspective, we can measure brain waves to the point where I might say, oh, I slept really bad. I only got four hours of sleep. When in actuality, if they were monitoring my brain, it would say, well, he actually slept for five and a half hours. And so then he's pissed about that. He shouldn't be. A tired person is a tired person. Tired person is a tired person. I think everybody's just tired. I'm tired. I think everyone is everywhere. Let's go take a nap. Let's take a nap. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this expedition. Remember to rate and review us positively. Yes, please and thank you. Okay. And we'll see you next week, right? Are we done? (laughs) I I think we'll see him next week. All right. Am I getting fired? No. Okay. Support for Silicon Slopes comes from Harmon's Neighborhood Grocer, where food lovers can take cooking classes to learn knife handling, wine pairing, sushi rolling, and fresh pasta preparation. Locations can be found at harmonsgrocery.com. Harmons, your food, our passion.